It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Another night where the Blackhawks bring nearly a full 60-minute effort. Another night where the Blackhawks get off to a great start. Another night where the Hawks just show what they're made of when they come together as a team. But unfortunately tonight... It goes the Arizona Coyotes' way as Arizona grabs their first and only lead late in the third period and cruise to a 4-2 victory, ending the season series between these two teams and extending Arizona's point streak now to seven straight games. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Good morning, Hawks fans. We're taking you up to 1 o'clock in the morning today. Uh, so we'd like to get to as much as we can on this long post-game show, 312-981-7200 to call or text. But first, we're going to head on down to the Mullet Arena, bring in Kaylee Chelios quickly, who was on the call with John Weineman tonight. And Kaylee, it was just towards the end of this one. Actually, I do want to pull out a text from somebody, Adam from Romeoville, basically saying that the Hawks looked good all game. They had an impressive uh, power play. Uh, later on, especially in the third period. What went wrong in that final period, though? It seemed like they couldn't get anything going in the final 10 minutes. Yeah, unfortunately, I think some of the penalties, too, might have caught up with them, even though Arizona took five themselves and the Hawks had one power play goal. It's just with the lead, this team, they haven't really been able to to manage leads, even though they've been successful more times than not in this last stretch since the trade deadline. They've had some big wins, but when it's been tight, especially when they've scored early, they haven't always held on to leads like this, and it's kind of a balancing act. That top line for Arizona was really dangerous and very effective off the rush. So a couple turnovers here and there, and it can end up in the back of the net when you've got elite players like Clayton Keller. And, and Nick Schmaltz was strong tonight, too. He was difficult to defend against, and they were just making it happen for them And at timely, at timely times in the game, really, that's all you can say about it. They capitalized and executed when they needed to, and the Hawks just didn't quite have enough in the end to, to amount to comeback. There was a whole lot of emotion from Alex Stalock tonight, and, you know, we've kind of been going through this conversation a lot lately about the value of losses these days, but you go out there and try to tell the players, hey, you're not supposed to win these games. You go out and tell Alex Stalock that. He's going to have <laughs> something to answer with, and you showed that with how he was just wearing his heart on his sleeve tonight. Yeah, he works so hard. His competitiveness, you can see it day in and day out. You know, He's one of the last ones today to leave the rink. He's doing extra workouts. He's a great presence and leader in the locker room. So you know this means a lot to him, especially with his journey this year, how far he's come in his health, dealing with concussions and and just making the most of every game. He's having fun out there. So it, as much as it was challenging or hard for this team to have to see that lead slip away and, and give up the two points to Arizona, it's kind of great and encouraging to see just how frustrated Khrushchev and Boris Kachuk at the end, you know, slamming sticks off the goalpost. Alex Stalock slamming his stick off the ice like that. I mean, they, they want to win, and, and you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that they weren't able to get a point because they thought they were deserving of it, but, you know, they were outworked in the end by Arizona, and they took it personally. What were your thoughts on Wyatt Kaiser's NHL debut? thought he had a strong debut you know they always say when a young defenseman comes up sometimes when they're not noticeable that's a good thing but I thought he was noticeable for the right reasons whether it was in the defensive zone strong on pucks you could see his skating ability and his confidence uh, on full display on a breakout he made a great play too just smart chips the puck in and gets fresh legs on the ice and instead of trying to skate the puck in or make a play and 
just little details like that I think go a long way I'm you know curious to see what the coaching staff thought of his start but I, th- I thought he looked strong and it's a great game to build off of for him and his first NHL game well, and hopefully these are two big games to build off of that started this road trip, the win against Nashville, but a loss tonight against the Arizona Coyotes because a lot of big games coming up on this road trip, Kaylee, with Colorado, Washington, and Minnesota on the horizon. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough stretch and different time zones. I think the teams, we're going to get in pretty late tonight, maybe 2 or 3 a.m. bedtime at the earliest, so... It's, it's going to be a bit of a grind, but this group has been pretty resilient so far, and this is just going to be a tough road trip and stretch of games coming up now where they're going to have to bear down and, and um, keep working. And that's really been their M.O., as has Arizona. But uh, this is probably one of their toughest stretches as far as road trips go. Well, Hawks fans know how dangerous 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning can be. It's almost that time here in Chicago. We're <laughs> closing in on it. Uh, all right, Kaylee, before we let you go, any uh, noticeable mullets from the trip to the mullet arena? We did not. Unfortunately, the wow. mullets weren't out tonight that I could see. I'll have to check in maybe with Troy and Chris and see if they got any good ones on camera. But not a whole lot of mullets happening tonight in mullet. Maybe a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe people are wising up. <laughs> All right, Kaylee. Well, great stuff. We'll talk to you in a couple days when the Hawks play Colorado. Okay, great stuff, Joe. Thanks. Looking forward to it. All right. That is Kaylee Chelios. She and John Weideman on the call tonight as the Blackhawks fall to the Arizona Coyotes 4-2. to two. They split the season series, both teams winning both home games uh, this year. You might remember the Hawks actually shutting out the Arizona Coyotes earlier this year. Uh, 2-0 victory thanks to Alex Stalock. And Yeah, again, I brought it up with Kaylee about Stalock's reaction to giving up that Clayton Keller goal, how just livid he was. Because, And I even think it comes from the sequence of stops he had right before the play. There was just a whole bunch of chaos right in front of him. And then once he was kind of gathering himself, figuring, okay, we weathered that storm, all of a sudden Clayton Keller just snipes a, a tough, sharp angle shot on Staylock. Really like a sliver of an opening between Stalock's left shoulder and the near post, almost Patrick Kane-like what Keller was able to do there. And because Alex Stalock is just such a competitor and because of how much he cares about continuing his career and continuing to show a lot of people wrong that he's still worthy of being an NHL goaltender, you definitely saw him let his emotions loose right after that sequence. Um, That's when Arizona scored or rather tied the game up in the third period. Later on, they grabbed their first lead of the entire night. That just again goes to show you what type of game the Hawks were playing tonight. Outplayed them in the first period. I would even say outplayed them in the second period, even though through two periods it was a 1-1 tie. Hawks outshot Arizona 13-7 to in that second period alone. Grabbed a lead in the third. But once again, it is this team not just giving up. Pulling the goalie late in the game when Arizona's allowed to take a 4-2 lead. That's what kind of put this one to bed. But, I mean, right before that, it's another opportunity, or rather another situation where the Hawks are within a goal in the final minutes of another hockey game. This has been a continuing trend for over a month now. And even though Arizona's another team down towards the bottom of the standings, and they're also very eager for two points, even though... Again, similar situation to the Hawks. They are in a rebuild. They're a little bit more advanced in theirs, though. 
But they're on a hot stretch right now. They don't want to cool things off. They don't want to stop that party. A lot of what the Hawks were doing heading into this game kind of reminded me a lot of what Arizona was doing. They now have a six-game winning streak at Mullet Arena, a four-game winning streak overall, I believe a seven-game point streak. I mean, the Arizona Coyotes are doing the right things right now. And they sneak out a win against the Hawks. And again, it's the first year of a rebuild. It's a rebuild for the front office. It's not a rebuild for the coaching staff. It's not a rebuild for the players. They don't care about that. They care about going out on the ice, giving it their all for 60 minutes, and trying to show their worth in the NHL. And so far, they've been doing that to a T. Now, this road trip gets a lot more complicated. Colorado, Washington, Minnesota, as we were talking before. I mean, you're taking on the reigning Stanley Cup champs. A good Washington team. A playoff-hungry Minnesota Wild team who just ended a 14-game point streak. So, once again, it's going to be interesting to see what type of effort the Hawks bring in those games. Tough to just circle what games you think can, you think can be wins and losses because... How much of the Hawks surprised you as of late, taking down the Boston Bruins earlier this week, and then beating Nashville on the road in a very important game for the Nashville Predators that started off this road trip. So you just don't quite know. In fact, that's why on the FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show, we went with Hawks winning on the money line. I mean, I still don't think that's a bad bet. Hawks outshot Arizona tonight. 34 shots on goal compared to Arizona's 21. The Hawks had 65 shot attempts, Arizona with 38. Now, you get to 5-on-5 scoring chances, dead even at 15 apiece. And then high scoring chances, Arizona actually led that category 6-4. And a big thanks to Charlie Romeliotis of NBC Sports Chicago for putting that on the interweb so that we could pull it. But that doesn't show you a team that lost by two goals. And the Hawks giving up these empty net goals as of late has also been another reoccurring theme where it hasn't told the story of the game that the Hawks just played. Take a look at the text line, and again, you can join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text our buddy Dexter and Bolingbrook. Joe, I saw more Blackhawks advertising in Arizona than Chicago Am I behind the times? What gives? Dexter, unfortunately, you are a little bit behind the times. This is a new thing that the NHL has been incorporating with the... What's the right way to put it? The boards are um, digitally enhanced on the television broadcast so that the home team can dictate what the viewer is seeing on the boards at the hockey rink. So it's not until the camera cuts and it goes to a close angle shot of somebody on the ice, then you actually see what the actual advertisement is on the boards at the hockey rink. But when the game's going on, that angle that we're all so used to at center ice, maybe at the 200 level, or if you're playing Arizona, more like the 100 level, I I think that's also interesting too, even though the Coyotes' mullet arena is like a third of the size of most NHL rinks. Even the camera angle is just hovering the top of the ice. It really screams a college setup there. But again, I'm I'm not poking too much fun at the Mullet Arena. I think, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, it's not ideal. Obviously, it's not 
what NHL players deserve. But if this is what you got to deal with, turn it into a cool exclusive event. Turn it into something where only a few people can go to the Mullet Arena. And uh, by a few, I mean a few thousand, but turn it into something like that. Where it just it entices the idea of being there. It makes it just a little bit more unique. Sounds like there were a lot of Hawks fans out there tonight. That's really no surprise, especially, I mean, number one, Arizona. It's also, you know, spring training time. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend. So the Hawks fans always represent well in those types of situations. With this loss, though, the Hawks moved to 24-39 and 6 on the year. They see their two-game winning streak come to an end. Arizona wins its fourth straight. They're 27-32-11. and And if we take a quick look at the NHL standings and flip them around upside down, coming into tonight's game, the Hawks had the third least points, the third worst winning percentage. That continues to be the same, and it's going to remain that way because San Jose Sharks fell to the New York Islanders tonight 4-1. to Columbus didn't play. So for another night, the Hawks will be 30th in terms of the NHL standings. 54 points for them, 52 for San Jose, 49 for Columbus. I believe 16 games left on the schedule. So there are still more than a handful of games left for the Hawks if you're still that concerned about the rebuild and about the value of losses. Again, taking a look at that Hawks schedule coming up. This long road trip. Colorado next Monday. Washington next Thursday. Minnesota next Saturday. And then the Hawks are back home for a four-game homestand. Man, there's only six more home games left at the United Center this year. One other road trip. Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle. So there are still a lot of tough opponents for the Blackhawks to play before they close out this year. I want to get to our three-star selection tonight, which is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider. With your collision repair needs, visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. All three are Coyotes. Barrett Hayton, the number three star. He had the first goal of the night for Arizona, came in the second period. Clayton Keller, who really put on a show tonight. Actually, Colby Cohen mentioned this at the beginning of the postgame show over on the TV side of things, Pat Boyle on NBC Sports Chicago, mentioning how Keller is one of those elite types of players that are still on the ice in a game like this between the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. He's able to turn it on and, and to do things that can really wow some people. His goal against Stalock tonight that tied the game at two in the third period, very impressive. Just a very quick shot, knew what he wanted to do. Still had the patience once he picked up the loose puck. That boy, good. Uh, Yuso Valamaki, the number one star tonight, as the Arizona Coyotes take down the Blackhawks 4-2. I'm Joe Brand. This is the post-game show. We're taking you up to 1 o'clock this morning. Again, one quick look at the text line before we uh, take our first break. Um, again, from the 219 area code, Adam from Romeoville was asking, what happened in that third period that made it look like such a different game compared to the majority of it where the Hawks were in control? I agree, but I do think you got to give Arizona credit. They're a hot team. They're still a good team. 
Well, okay, they're a team that's playing well right now, I should say. And they're able to figure some things out late in the game. As Kaylee Chelios had mentioned, the special teams kind of played a role towards the end there, changing some things up. And Arizona was able to take advantage of it. In fact, the goal that put them on top 3-2 came on a delayed penalty, and it just really allowed Arizona to kind of work into their motion and get what they needed to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to hear from Luke Richardson, uh, Wyatt Kaiser on his NHL debut, and we'll get some other sound from the Blackhawks dressing room as they fall to the Arizona Coyotes 4-2. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 1 o'clock. We'd like to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Hawks fall to the Coyotes 4-2 on 720 WGN. Blackhawks fall to the Arizona Coyotes 4-2 tonight down in the desert. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200, all you night owls out there. Why don't you tell us why you're still up? What you doing? That big of a Hawks fan? Are you working? Again, you can just shoot us a text. It's very harmless, 312-981-7200. Hawks see their two-game winning streak come to an end. They outplayed the Coyotes for the majority of this game, but Arizona scores their first lead. Late in the third period, they were able to run with it. Let's hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. Kind of tough to not get a result out of such a good effort like that. Yeah, I thought we skated really well and playing very uh, you know, uh, similar if we, that we have been lately. And, you know, a little more puck luck around the net. I didn't know Tyler couldn't buy a goal there. He had some really good chances. But, uh, you know, the goalie made some good stops. And, uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get that lead. Uh, you know, and then they got their, they got their opportunity. And it was uh, unfortunate. I think it was a delayed penalty. And I felt like we kind of stopped playing or... You know, either yelling at the ref or, or hoping for the whistle just to go, and, and that's when they, you know, they got their opportunity. So, uh, uh, you know, and after that, you know, we, we even had a little bit of pressure with the net pulled, but uh, just not enough to get that goal. It seemed like there were a few turnovers involved in things. Yeah, uh, we didn't make many, but when we did, uh, they were just the ones at the wrong time. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think we we're getting better in those areas, and unfortunately tonight, the, the one or two that we did make. Uh, Keller and those type of creative players were on the ice, and they made us pay for him. What do you think of Wyatt in his debut? He was good. Yeah, I think you know everything that we heard about him. You know, he's uh, you know he's competitive. He's not afraid to get in there, and his feet are really good, like for his speed. And you know, so he's surprised a few guys. He gets in there quick and gets a stick on pucks. And uh, you know what? Other than that, um, you know, it's his first game. I thought it was a really good start. You were talking about the power play not getting many opportunities. You have five tonight. You get one, but it seemed like there could have been could have been a couple more. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice to get another one there. But, uh, you know, I think just having that uh, sustained pressure, I thought we did really well. And that's a good step. You know, we've been working on it and talking about it. So uh, it's going in the right direction. And the penalty kill was excellent against it. Was there meanings of putting the second unit out there as kind of the first unit? The latter few? Uh, you know, it just I think it kind of came at the end of the second when uh, Seth uh, had a prolonged shift and he was out there with them and things started clicking so you know that sometimes it just happens you get a look at something and you want to give it another go and then it, it went the right way and then uh, you know Kershaw then ended up going with uh, um, Caleb and then, and then they scored so it, it worked out both ways we got sustained pressure with the one unit and then uh, the other unit scored the goal Alex was pretty frustrated on that Alan goal was much he could do I mean I think I think uh, when he made the save, I thought you know he was battling to cover it up. I think he was probably mad that he couldn't get it covered up and uh, should have been a dead play. But uh, you know, unfortunately, I think our D were trying to box out a little bit too long at the net that someone should have attacked a guy like Keller. You can't let him walk in and score because he can score in a, 
a little pee hole, and, and that's all he had there. So, uh, you know, I think he, he might have been a little upset there. You know, he doesn't want people defending. He's the goalie. Uh, go play defense and go uh, try and make that guy shoot it quicker or move it somewhere else. Quick shout-out to Ryan McCampbell up in Milwaukee tuning into the postgame show. Uh, Luke Richardson kind of dissecting that goal that Clayton Keller scored against Alex Stalock. That tied the game up at two in the third period. Like I had mentioned, it, it seemed like Stalock did a really good job of preventing a goal from being scored on that crazy sequence. And then it settles down a little bit, and Keller just rips one past him. Uh, goes with a tough angle shot to get it past Staylock. And as Richardson had mentioned, probably frustrated that he couldn't freeze the puck. But again, you're just seeing Alex Staylock's compete level and the emotions and how vocal he is out on the ice right then and there. I mean, it's it's the perfect example of what these players are doing and feeling right now, even though this is the first year of a rebuild. They're just they're not giving up on anything. They're not rolling over and dying. As Luke Richardson, another very even keel post-game comments. Not jumping to any conclusions. He knows his team played well, probably better than the Coyotes for a good chunk of this game. Special teams took a step forward, it seemed like. Here's the thing. I'm not going to put too much into the special teams these days or dissect it too much. Because these are all just moving pieces right now. Of course, I'd like to see Seth Jones really stabilize his value in that role. Of course, you'd like to see Lucas Reichel maybe pick up some points, pick up some good habits, which I think Lucas Reichel had a great game tonight, both offensively and defensively. We can get into that a little bit later. But to me, there's just really no sense to go too deep into the special team's dissection to end this year. There's been so much roster turnover. There's been so many reversed roles, elevated roles, that there's just so much going on. I will say that avoiding penalties is probably a great habit I'd like to see this team do more because, again, that just shows good discipline, which starts from the coaching staff, which we've talked the world about so far this year. Another thing that Luke Richardson brought up was not making too many turnovers this year, or I'm sorry, in this game. And since the trade deadline, since the dust had settled from the trade deadline, and again, we'll we'll use the Nashville game as the as the marker in terms of this, because you know Patrick Kane gets traded when the team was last in Arizona on the last day of February. Max Domi gets moved the following Thursday, to the Dallas Stars, but doesn't play in that game because he's eventually going to go to Dallas. Trade deadline happens on the 3rd, so March 4th, the day after the trade deadline, is kind of where you you start the marker. But even then, it's, it's still a little raw. It's still all fresh and new. No more Patrick Kane, Max Domi, Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe. Here is the team. Here's the team we're dealing with. They got off to a great start against Nashville at home that day. They scored first. But then afterwards, you see the 5 nothing shutout over Ottawa. See a pretty good effort against the Detroit Red Wings. Two great efforts against Florida and Tampa Bay. They come away with a point in one of those. Nearly brought both games to overtime. And then, of course, the Boston win, the Nashville win, and then tonight, Arizona. In most of those games since the All-Star, or rather since the trade deadline, you're seeing a consistent play. You're seeing a hard-working play. 
You're not seeing many turnovers. And I think the biggest thing is you're not seeing a lot of turnovers turn into goals. And that had been a bugaboo at the beginning of this year. But again, if if these guys just constantly do their part, pitch in, do the right things, you avoid that. You avoid just those those little mistakes that come back to burn you. And it's it's a lot easier to take a loss when you get burned by a goal like the one Clayton Keller scored tonight. But I think Luke Richardson brought it up. You know, the delayed penalty that turned into Arizona's go-ahead goal in that third period, we were maybe talking to the refs too much. We were kind of waiting for a whistle. Once you let up, a team that's playing well right now, like the Arizona Coyotes are, they're going to strike. They're going to take advantage of that. And the Hawks were doing a really good job of that earlier this year. And it's not reading too much into it. It's not pointing the fingers. Again, this was a good game played by the Hawks. But it goes Arizona's way. Let's hear from Jared Tenorti, who started the first scoring sequence for the Hawks tonight. It's kind of kind of tough to have a really solid effort again, and I could have resolved that. Without. Yeah, I think we I think we all played them for you know almost the whole game. I think we played the way we wanted to. I think it's unfortunate that you know the little mistakes that we did make uh, ended up in the back of our net. Um, you know that's hockey sometimes. I think um, you know we, we came out and played hard. We played the way we wanted to play. Um, you know, and it, little mistakes cost us tonight. What were those mistakes? I guess in the, the last couple of goals. I think just the turnovers. I think you know we want to play. You know, most teams want to play behind them. I think. Uh, uh, you know, we had a couple plays where we could have just chipped it maybe behind their D and make them go back for it, um, and, and we didn't get it either. It hit somebody or it kind of bounced up and got clogged up, and um, you know, they made us pay for it. And, and, you know, that's the way it goes. They're good teams. It's like every team's a good team, so we got to be a little bit harder in those areas of the game. What did you think of Wyatt and his debut? I thought it was great. I thought he was, he was poised. I think he looked confident out there. He was moving the puck well. Yeah, I thought he played really well. Well, chipping it into Arizona's end is exactly how the Blackhawks were able to get the first goal of the game. Tenorti just throwing it down towards there and then eventually throwing a shot from up at the top of the zone. And it, it again, it was funny because on the radio broadcast, John and Kaylee were saying it was Jujar Kara's goal. On the TV broadcast, Chris and Troy were saying it was Joey Anderson's goal. The NHL was saying it was Jared Tenorti's goal. Now, luckily... The NHL wised up and credited Jujar Kara with his fourth goal of the season, whom we picked in the FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show. And I didn't know this, but I accidentally picked him to score the first goal of the game. That's why the odds were so lofty at plus 2,900, but hey, we'll take it. And that was just kind of an educated guess. Of course, of course, there's luck involved with all of this. But again, it, it's just been that line. That Jujar Kara, Boris Kachuk, Joey Anderson line. They've just been making things happen. And Boris Kachuk, another guy that stood out tonight. Just once again, as soon as he gets the puck, it seems like he's already thinking about who can I pass it to that's going to give us the best scoring chance? You don't see panic in his game. You don't see him rushing to make decisions. He just seems to be completely in control right now. And it's great to see him utilizing this elevation of the responsibilities that he's gained to his benefit. Because that's not an easy thing to do all the time. But I think he recognizes that. And he realizes he's got to use it now because it's a perfect opportunity to show other teams or the Hawks what you're capable of, what you're made of. And it's a big reason why this team is, is playing so much better, I think, too. 
Jared Tenorti liked Wyatt Kaiser's game. The head coach, Luke Richardson, liked Wyatt Kaiser's game. Let's hear from the NHL rookie himself. Well, I guess how would, how would you sum up your, your first game? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, tough tough way to end it there in the third, but uh, no, I, I had a blast. Learned a lot. Were there any nerves at the beginning? Oh, yeah, for sure. How do, you, how do you break out of those? I don't know. I feel like after the first shift, I'm just playing hockey. I mean, I've been doing it all my life, um, whether it's at different levels, just hockey. How would you assess how you played? I thought I played a pretty solid game. I mean, pretty simple. Um, nothing too crazy. Made a few few iffy plays, but uh, still learning, still learning the systems and kind of figuring everything out. Is the speed of the, the NHL require a bit of an adjustment just to get used to that? I guess, yeah. I mean, better players, faster. Little guys are making snap it a little faster. It's good. Wyatt Kaiser a minus one tonight on his NHL debut. He had one block shot, one hit, one giveaway. But again, everyone pretty much pretty pleased by the former defenseman from the University of Minnesota, Duluth. We'll go ahead and give Wyatt Kaiser our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. Hawks fall to the Arizona Coyotes 4-2 to tonight down in the desert. Let's hear how it sounded from Mullet Arena, and we'll begin with the first goal of the game. Anderson takes it back behind the net, tried to put the puck in front. Pichuk steers it to the line. Tenorti shot, he scores! Darren Tenorti! With his third goal on the season, a seeing eye shot went through traffic and found the top right corner of the Coyote net. 35 seconds into this game, it's 1-0 Hawks. Fastest goal for the Hawks this year. Man, you could really hear the Hawks fans on that call. I guess I didn't catch that in real time, but... You can really hear the celebration of all the Hawks fans down there in Arizona. Uh, again, it did end up being Jujar Kara's goal, so his fourth of the season. But both Kara and Anderson just in a great spot in front of the net, making sure they got a piece of it. I think Colby Cohen said it on the TV broadcast. Even if they don't get a touch on it there, they're just creating that moving screen, which makes it very difficult for the goaltenders. So just more good work, more hard work from that line and they get credited with a one nothing lead. Again, I thought Lucas Reichel was showing off some good defensive skills today. He had uh, a really good job breaking up Arizona's shorthanded chance later on in that first period. And the Hawks left that first period with a one nothing lead, out shooting Arizona 12-7. to Basically brought that same effort into the second period. Again, like the game from Boris Kachuk today, he had a, he forced a turnover in the Hawks' offensive zone, creating a scoring chance. Lucas Reichel picking the puck at the neutral zone. Tried to bring it in Arizona's end. Tried to feed Philip Kurashev, but uh, just another guy that's seeming so much more comfortable. And again, thinking, what can I do next? He, he's not, oh, I need to get the puck out of here. I, I, I need to get it off my stick. Or, all right, I got to go and shoot this. Like, another guy that's just seeming a lot more in control these days. And with that coming from your top prospect in the organization. That's a great sign to see. Unfortunately, Arizona had the lone goal of that second period. Valimaki will move it out to Keller. Over the Hawk line, down the left wing side, tossing it in on goal. He scores! This one deflects off of Barrett Hayton, I believe. And in behind Alex Daylock. And with some hard work, the Coyotes have tied it at one. It was Hayton's goal. He now picks up eight points in his last four contests. So 1-1 tie through two periods. Even though the Hawks outshot Arizona in that second period, 13-7. to We moved into the third period. Barrett Hayton then, with a hooking penalty, gave the Blackhawks a man advantage, and they were able to cash in. 
Hesselring clears the puck all the way down into the Hawk zone. Caleb Jones will gallop out with it. Got it ahead. Athanasia to Reichel breaking in over the line. Down toward the net. He had it poke checked away. Taken back by Caleb Jones. He shoots. He scores! Caleb Jones let it rip from the high slot. Krosvatov was slightly out of position. This one finds the back of the Arizona net. And the huge crowd behind the Coyote net erupts full of Hawks fans. A power play goal. 2-1 Hawks. Yeah, more reception from the Hawks fans down there. And it, it was a crazy play, but I love also how it started with Lucas Reichel's ingenuity to try to get something going with an offensive chance. And even though he was denied by, what's it, Prozvetsov? Prozvetsov? I was practicing it all during pregame. Apparently still haven't nailed it. Uh, Prozvetsov loses his skate blade on his right skate. So he's really unable to have any balance. And Caleb Jones' shot that came in, Prozvetov did have a handle of it for a moment, but clearly not strong enough. As that got through, Hawks take a 2-1 lead, and all of a sudden you start to think, okay, here we go. Another game where you know, it comes down to a pivotal third period. The Hawks take care of business. They do what they need to do. However, Arizona creating another scoring opportunity, and it's Clayton Keller tying up the game. Keller carrying up the boards toward the point. Leaves it on the half boards to Schmaltz. He'll now fire from the point. Turned out of there by Stalock. Got a follow-up shot by Valamaki next in the Stalock got in front of that. Keller right circle. Fires. He scores. Alex Stalock was interfered with on this play right before the shot. And he's upset. And he's looking at both game referees looking for a call. He's not going to get one. Goal's going to stand. The Coyotes have tied it at two. So, yeah, probably a, a little upset at himself. Sounds like a little upset at the officials as well. That tied up the game. So, once again, are we going overtime? Are the Hawks able to pull this one out? It ends up being a delayed penalty that gives Arizona some momentum. And as Luke Richardson was saying with the media not too long ago, you know, maybe at this instance they were waiting for the whistle to be blown. They were. Kind of barking at the officials, and Arizona was able to capitalize. Keller leaves the puck at the blue line. Valamaki to Schmaltz. To Keller, left circle. Put it in front. They score. Valamaki. He's got a goal to go along with his two assists here tonight. It all happened on a trip inside the hot blue line on a delayed penalty. Good passing by the Coyotes. Schmaltz, Keller, and then on the finish, Yusuf Valamaki. And the Coyotes now have a 3-2 lead for Valamaki. That's his third goal on the season. Yeah, it was a good-looking goal for Arizona, too. Just good puck movement, throwing it towards the crease, and Valamaki with the last touch on it. Giving Arizona the lead and the lead for good later on. Matias Michelli with the empty net goal. Handing it to the Arizona Coyotes, a 4-2 final from Mullet Arena. The Hawks fall to 24-39 and 6 with the loss. Arizona improves to 27-32 and 11. Their 20th home win this year, 20-11 and 3. Their sixth straight home win and their fourth straight win 
overall as well. We're going to take one more break. We'll wrap up the Blackhawks postgame show next. we got to take a look around the NHL, and we'll get to some other things. And again, last chance to chime in. 312-981-7200. You can call or you could text. Hawks fall to Arizona 4-2. You're listening to 720 WGN. Our final stop on the Blackhawks postgame show. I'm Joe Brand. Hawks fall to Arizona 4-2 tonight down in the desert. Game two of a five-game road trip. The Hawks will be in Colorado, Washington, and Minnesota all of next week. And the Hawks also falling to Arizona to wrap up the season series. They split it 2-2. Two and two. The Hawks with their two wins at the United Center. Arizona taking both games from the Mullet Arena and continuing their winning ways at home. 20-11-3 are the Yotes now at their new arena. Whole lot going on in the NHL tonight. We got more than a handful of highlights for you. Let's start in Minnesota. Arshin fades back to the right hash. Snapped it up top. Lindholm to Pasternak. Shoots, he scores! David Pasternak smoked one inside the far post. That one went low. A power play goal. Bruins 2, Wild 1. Our buddy Judd Surratt of 98.5, the Sports Hub voice of the Boston Bruins. Great to see him last week at the United Center after that dandy of a game where the Hawks beat the Bruins. Uh, But since then, Boston with back-to-back wins, including the 5-2 victory over the Minnesota Wild tonight, ending Minnesota's point streak at 14 straight games. Brad Marchand had three assists in that one as Boston now improves to 52-11-5 on the season. Minnesota now 39-22-8. Let's go to Nashville. Dubois across the line. Dubois, high slot. Dubois moving in, back door. Pionk a shot, they score! Neil Pionk will win it in overtime! Jets win! Jets win! Jets win! In overtime this afternoon! 3-2, a comeback victory! Over the Nashville Predators, a huge win to end a two-game losing skid. And the Jets didn't even need Aaron Rodgers to pick up that win. Paul Edmonds of 680 CJOB. The Jets getting a Neil Pionk overtime game-winning goal 55 seconds into the extra time. Rough day for Nashville, though. Not only did they lose in overtime, they also lost Roman Yossi to an injury. Uh, no update on that just yet. Winnipeg improving to 39-28-3 on the season. Nashville 34, 25, and 8. Let's go to Seattle. Done. Hacks it to the right wing corner. Goes after it. Laid it behind the net. Kulak, nice job to get it to Drysaddle. He'll get it out to Kane. Penalty is over. Kane in over the line on the left side. He'll shoot. Scores! The hat trick goal for Evander Kane. Off the post and in. The Oilers are up 5-3. Cam Moon of CHED Radio, 6.30 a.m. The Edmonton Oilers, 6-4 winner over the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, and Evander Kane hat-trick. Connor McDavid in that game had his 58th goal of the season. Seattle, though, losing their goaltender Grubauer due to a non-COVID illness during that game. Hopefully he's okay. Edmonton improving to 39-23-8 with the win. Seattle drops to 38-24-7. Let's go to Philadelphia. Slavin. He'll hand it off for Ajo. He'll wind his way through center ice into the Philadelphia zone. Ajo scores! The hat trick! And he wins it in overtime! 28 seconds in! And what a gritty, gutty, come-from-behind win for the Carolina Hurricanes! 
Yeah, Mike Maniscalco of 99.9 FM. The fans got a whole bunch to be excited about. Carolina tied up that game in the final second, in the final three-tenths of the second before the ending of regulation, and then Sebastian Ajo with the overtime game-winning goal to complete the hat-trick. 5-4 winner for Carolina over Philadelphia. The Hurricanes improving to 45-15-8 and with the win. Flyers moving to 25-32-12. Let's go to Florida. Brad Kogunis on it, then he'll snap it a rink wide. Verhage in offensively, off to the far circle, backhand in front. Kachuk, and he scores from right out in front of the backhand. And Kachuk gives the Panthers their first lead of the game. It's 3-2. Doug Plagans of WQAM 560 AM. Yeah, it was a wild third period. Not only did Florida pick up their first lead of the game, they didn't score until that third period. They were shut out. In the first 40 minutes, they scored four goals in the third period to extend a point streak now to six games, handing the New Jersey Devils its third straight loss. Panthers improving to 35-27-7. New Jersey dropping to 44-18-7. Let's stay in Florida and go to Tampa Bay. Hoffman banks it for Suzuki left corner. Left point, Ulanen. Ulanen is stripped by Hagel. What a play. Hagel to center right, shoots toward the open net. Score! Patrick Brandon Hagel! Here come the hats. Well, that's what happens at a hat trick. That's Dave Michigan of 102.5 The Bone. How about this? Today is the one year, well, I should say yesterday, now that we're officially into Sunday. Uh, yesterday was the official one-year anniversary of Brandon Hagel being traded from the Blackhawks to the Tampa Bay Lightning. On that same day, he nets his hat trick for the Tampa Bay Lightning, handing Tampa Bay its third straight victory. The Lightning a 5-3 winner over the Montreal Canadiens. Tampa Bay 42-22-6 on the year. Montreal moving to 27-37-6. Let's go to Ottawa. Alex Kerfoot. He picks the puck up and weaves to the right. Left-handed shooter. Cuts to the middle. Scores! Right between the wickets. Joe Bowen of Sportsnet 590, the fan. No goals for Alex Dabrinkin in that one, but former Blackhawk Jake McCabe scoring his third goal of the season as Toronto beats Ottawa 5-4 in a shootout. Two goals for Brady Kachuk in it, though, as Toronto improves to 42-18-6. Ottawa falls to 33-31-5. Let's go to the Garden. Panarin scooping it up, trying to get an angle of the hash marks. Back out to the point for Miller to Truba. Wristed looking for a deflection. Zabanajad back in. Scores! Mika Zabanajad has given the Rangers a one nothing lead. Courtesy of MSG Radio Network. What a day over at Madison Square Garden. A six-goal shutout for the New York Rangers over the Pittsburgh Penguins. No goals for Patrick Kane, but he did pick up two assists. One of them on an Artemi Panarin goal, with Panarin having two goals in that one. As uh, Igor Shosturkin, a perfect 28-for-28, 28 6-0 shutout over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their roughest loss at the Garden since 1973. Pittsburgh falls to 34-25-10. and 10. The Rangers improved to 40-19-10. Let's go to L.A. J.T. Miller with a chance to win it for the Canucks. Ten shootout goals on 28 attempts in his career, and he cuts wide to the left wing, his patented move into the King's zone. Miller back into the slot, waits, deeks to the backhand, he scores, and the Canucks win! They were outshot 40-17 to in the hockey game tonight, but they found a way, and they beat the Kings 3-2 to in Los Angeles in the shootout. 
Brendan Batchelor of Sportsnet 650. Jonas Corposalo is now 3-0-1 since joining the LA Kings, his first non-regulation uh, decision whatsoever, actually. Uh, I should say the first non-victory for Corposalo since coming over to the LA Kings. 3-2 shootout winner for the Vancouver Canucks, who extend their point streak now to nine games after Elias Pettersson tied up the game in the third period. Vancouver improving to 30-33-5 and five on the season. L.A. moving to 40-20-10. Two other finals to get to you. Calgary Flames falling to the Dallas Stars tonight in overtime. 6-5 the final. Jason Robertson becomes the first Dallas Star to have back-to-back 40-goal seasons. He was one goal shy of a hat trick tonight. He had a pair, including the overtime game-winning goal as Dallas continues uh, their lead in the Central Division. And the New York Islanders take down the San Jose Sharks. So again, San Jose stays in front of the Blackhawks towards the bottom of the NHL standings when you flip them. A 4-1 victory for the Islanders, who now improve to 36-27-8. The Sharks, thir- uh, rather, 19-37-14. As uh, the Islanders move into the first wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference, Ilya Sorokin with 29 saves in that game. The Blackhawks' next game will be in Colorado, taking on the reigning Stanley Cup champs. Dennis Malkin flipping it over the line, breaking in. Here's a shot by McKinnon, and he scores. Oh, that guy's money in the bank. He let it go from the inside rim of the right circle, beating Huso to give the Avalanche a 2-1 to lead. That's Ken Cal of 97.1 FM, the ticket voice of the Detroit Red Wings. But yes, the Colorado Avalanche hosting the Blackhawks on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. That means our FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show begins at 7.30 right here on 720 WGN. Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser, ComEd, ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to all the help we got here at the WGN studios. Our one-man band of Ben Anderson on the production side. Our engineers were Dan Long, Brett Jackson, and Krista Flores. Out in Arizona, John Weidman and Kaylee Chelios had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. A 4-2 loss to the Arizona Coyotes. Hawks play Colorado on Tuesday. Gabe Salgado has your news next. After that, it's Steve and Johnny. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.